My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 30th of September. I'm Zara. I'm Billy. It's been called one of the top five most powerful storms to ever hit the US and Hurricane Ian still has days left before it blows through. It's knocked out power to millions of people and destroyed countless homes. We'll get into Hurricane Ian, the megastorm that's wreaking havoc on the Caribbean and the North Atlantic in today's deep dive. But first, Billy, take us through the headlines. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet has called for the mandatory COVID-19 isolation period to be entirely scrapped ahead of a national cabinet meeting today. Perrottet said, quote, we need to get to the point where we move away from public health orders and that people who aren't sick should get out and about and enjoy life. Energy and Climate Change Minister Chris Bowen has welcomed AGL's decision to shut down its coal-fired generators by 2035, calling it, quote, a good step forward. AGL announced it would close the Loy Yang A station in Victoria in 2035 rather than the originally scheduled 2045 date. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission has said it is tracking service stations across Australia amid fears of petrol price gouging following the reinstatement of the fuel excise. ACCC Chair Gina Cascott-Lieb said the watchdog will report price rises that are higher than what is expected and will name specific chains and stations in the event of extreme rises. treacherous night ahead for Florida as darkness begins to fall. A very dangerous and life-threatening storm. Hurricane Ian made landfall tied as the fifth most powerful storm ever to hit the United States. Stay off the roads in this part of the state so people at this point should be where they are going to stay to ride out in. Today we're talking about Hurricane Ian. The footage I have seen all over social media has been genuinely shocking. There was one yesterday of a reporter who genuinely looked like he was about to fly away. And it was only a couple of weeks ago that Hurricane Fiona knocked out all of Puerto Rico's power. And now we're hearing that another Caribbean nation, Cuba, has also lost power because of a massive storm. Yesterday, it moved to the US and crashed into Florida. Zara, when did we first start hearing about Hurricane Ian? Yeah, so late last week, we started to hear some rumblings from weather authorities in the southern US and Caribbean nations that a tropical storm was brewing and building power and that the US state of Florida, which juts out off the mainland between the Gulf of Mexico and the Caribbean Sea, that that was going to be directly in its path. That storm, now called Hurricane Ian and registering at the top of Category 4, has become one of the biggest storms in US history. But before it hit the continental US, it also blew through Cuba and day by day, it's just getting stronger. It always sounds really scary when you say it's one of the biggest storms in US history. How strong are we talking Okay, so as of Tuesday our time, we were hearing about sustained winds of about 120 kilometres per hour. So think about what it would be like to stick your hand out of the window of a car going 120 k's an hour and what effect those strong winds would have on your average building. 
Now, as of Thursday, we were hearing reports of 250 Ks an hour, which is over twice as powerful. So incredibly, incredibly strong winds. And on top of these really strong winds, that's combined with things like really full-on rain and massive surf, right? Yeah, exactly. So waves were surging really high on the coasts of Cuba and Florida where like any place with lots of beaches, there are plenty of businesses and residences right on that waterline. All of those were at really serious risk of just being washed away. At the beginning of this week, Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis issued evacuation orders basically telling people that it wasn't safe to stay where they were and that these weather conditions were a recipe for property destruction and loss of life if people weren't able to leave the area in time. And I want to ask you more about Florida in a second, but you said that it started in Cuba. Can you tell us more about some of the impacts this has had in Cuba? Cuba's an island nation of about 11 million people and All 11 million of those people lost power when Hurricane Ian hit and caused the country's electricity grid to basically shut down completely. We saw this happen in Puerto Rico, Cuba's next-door neighbour, when Hurricane Fiona hit a couple of weeks ago and the impacts have been equally as devastating in Cuba. Again, it can feel abstract when we talk about these. So as one example of how serious it is when there is no power – The power cutting out for days means that people have no way of refrigerating perishable food and medicine and it's hot and muggy that close to the equator. So no power means no air conditioning, no fans, no ice, no way to charge your phone so people can't actually stay in touch with their family. And we're not just talking about a couple people here. This has affected a country with a population the size of Sydney and Melbourne combined. Cuban authorities have managed to get some power back online, but it's nowhere near countrywide coverage. There are still lots and lots and lots of people without any power. We're going to take a quick break, but first here is a message from our sponsors. And what about Florida? What's happened there since Hurricane Ian made landfall? Well, just like Cuba, there's been mass power outages. Over 2 million people are now without power in Florida. Hurricane Ian has topped out as a Category 4 storm, so very close to the threshold of being a Category 5, which is actually the most severe kind of storm we know of or that we can record. According to the American National Hurricane Centre, Category 4 storms will cause, and I quote, catastrophic damage with even, quote, well-built framed homes at risk of severe damage. Several US sources in their coverage of Hurricane Ian are talking about Hurricane Katrina, which is another storm that hovered at that kind of Category 4 mark, Category 5 threshold. And Hurricane Katrina is widely considered one of the worst storms in history. After Katrina hit New Orleans in 2005, scientists estimated that 80% of the city was underwater. And I mean, if anyone has visited New Orleans, you can very much feel that the impacts of Hurricane Katrina are very much still felt. They're very real and very present today. So it tells you just how serious this newest hurricane, Hurricane Ian, is that US news outlets are drawing these comparisons to Katrina. Do we know yet if it will affect any more states other than Florida? Well, current predictions from the National Hurricane Centre say that Ian is heading north. So areas of Florida, Georgia and South Carolina have been warned of these life-threatening storms and major flooding in the next two days. And then states as far north as Virginia have also been warmed of tropical storm winds, which won't dissipate for several days. 
it's safe to say that the southeastern states on the American mainland will all have to be ready for serious wind and rain. It wasn't that long ago that we were talking about Hurricane Fiona's impacts on Puerto Rico. And I was actually reading a story today about how Fiona's ongoing effects on the Atlantic Ocean and wind patterns are still causing trouble as far north as Canada. But I wanted to ask you, Zara, is it normal to have such big destructive storms so close to each other? I will defer to the experts on this one, Billy. The World Meteorological Organization put out a statement and said that climate change is expected to increase the proportion of major tropical cyclones worldwide and to increase the heavy rainfall associated with these events. So I guess to answer that, experts say it is definitely becoming more common. Right. Well, it's definitely something that seems like it is not over. As you said, Zara, it feels like something that is going to impact those communities for a very long time to come. We'll absolutely be keeping you updated over on our Instagram, The Daily Oz, as the storm continues. Thank you for joining us today on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from the episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so that there is a TDA episode waiting for you every weekday morning. Until then, have a wonderful weekend and we'll speak to you on Monday.